Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Talking Comics Podcast. It is Wednesday, February 16th, 2022. You're listening to episode number 534. I am your host, Steve Say, and joining me for this week's show are Mr. Bob Ryer. Happy belated St. Valentine's Day Massacre Anniversary. (laughs) And happy belated birthday, Mom. My mom's birthday is on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, Joey Bertino is here. My dad's birthday is on February 13th. Happy birthday, awesome uh aaron amos is here i was hatched <laughs> <laughs> and john burkle is also joining us this week my mom got the shaft on birthdays it's december 26th hey, oh, wow there's there's a story That's... that i i don't know if it's apocryphal but it's a great story apparently robert lewin stevenson willed his birthday to somebody a friend of his whose birthday was christmas oh so from here on in you can have my birthday which is july something <laughs> we gotta That's do that nice for your mom him. we got we gotta separate your your mom from christmas my mom is the calmest person in the world but you never give her a birthday slash christmas present i'm, oh, I'm with that i'm with that my dad learned the wrong <laughs> time <about that>. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of maybe one other day of the year that could be worse than having a birthday on December 26th. Halloween? No, I'm not going to say it here. I'll let you guys know off air. <laughs> it, it, it could be misinterpreted. No, I, I have some friends who got married on Halloween. And, um, on their, yes. and they did a whole masquerade ball. Everyone oh, had to come amazing. in costume or, or so on and so forth. And it was, it was when I was working at 112 Video. The guy I work with uh, decided... What I'm going to do, I'm going to come as the Hulk. John, you're going to paint yourself green and stay that way for four hours? You got to commit yeah, to the part. Every, everyone's in. I went, do you know what table we're sitting at? We're sitting with the groom's family, his uncles. They're all older than I am. They are not coming in costume. You're going to be sitting oh, no. dressed like the Hulk with a bunch of vanilla people for four hours. So well, That's he, incredible. He, yeah, uh, thank you. Very, very nicely done. Uh, Did he get into a wow. character and like Hulk smash? Hulk no, he, 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 he instead he instead did Bruce Banner and then basically hulked out after because their their actual last dances were after two or three midnight. drinks in two, two or three drinks in he was Hulk smash absolutely just Hulk smash the wedding cake ruin the whole <laughs> thing for cool. no 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 Hulk was smashed come on now <laughs> well he was that's true. All right, all right. Speaking of smashing things, let's uh, <laughs> let's. <laughs> wow, 
Is that, is that in like a segue course or something? Or yeah, or let's or... let's smash into some news. We have a ton of news this episode. We also have a bunch of comics, but we have so much news that I'm actually going to pull a story from the news section to uh, talk about right at the top here. Oh shit! Oh yeah, I was uh, I was downstairs. Okay, I was hanging out. Is this we the news watching, or is this like setup? Yeah. Yeah, the news. I'm color? all about it. This is color. Color color. Yeah, this is this is some flavor. This is to set <laughs> the you, mood. Let you know Collinsworth. Where. Yeah. Uh, so the fireplace, the digital fireplace, is going anyway. Uh, we're on Netflix, and we're going to watch The Witcher, and uh, I I saw Punisher, and I'm like, oh, uh, that's like that's neat. I forgot all about this show. And the little thing at the bottom of the screen says leaving mm-hmm. the service oh, yeah. at the end of the month. And so I'm looking at the other shows and sure as shit, like the Marvel Netflix shows are look like they're leaving the platform by the end of this month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I thought to myself, hmm, this is an interesting uh, state of affairs, seeing as I think only a select few of those shows and or seasons were released on blu-ray or dvd like we own jessica jones season one uh on blu-ray and i know that they put out season one of daredevil but to my knowledge Mm -hmm. that was it Mm -hmm. so it's not like this stuff is just like readily available or whatever i mean you can download it but uh my question is this like if they're taking that stuff off where does it live? Disney because Plus. in Disney no, Plus. Hold, no, no, yeah, hold on, you say Hulu. that. No, but I'm confused though because weren't these co-productions with Netflix? But yeah. they had a contract for That's a certain right. time period, and they're going to do the new Punisher series on Hulu. I would imagine that all of these find a way there. Because where Hulu- did you see that? I don't remember where. Yeah, <laughs> my friend sent that to me on my phone, I think last night. And I was like, nah. John's like, nah. I wrote that article. <laughs> I'm no. I am trying my hand at gaslighting Punisher fans, okay? I, I, the thing that's weird to me is I, I, I don't think it lives on Disney+. Plus. No. I could see it living on Hulu. I yeah, I think John makes a good point. I didn't even think of Hulu. Like that's definitely a but solution. To your point, seventy five percent of that. Yeah. Hmm? To your point, Steve. Daredevil. Disney's like we want to keep that around. Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Luke Cage. Yeah. It, does Iron Fist disappear? Uh, no, no. Yes, like, like yes, cause that's does. the thing. Like Disney's now at this uh, like place where it's like it's not on Netflix. It's not anywhere. They want to do something else with this with character. I'm Fist. sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think those shows are too violent for Disney Plus. They could live on Disney Star, but that's only an international thing. So I don't think that that's the move either. I could definitely see them going to Hulu. Well, and it's funny because a lot of the stuff that you get to watch on Disney Star, we in the States have to watch on Hulu. Yeah. Mm. I love our Disney Plus service. It used to only be like the Star Wars and Marvel uh, app. And now there's just, there's so many other cool things on there. They've really like, especially when they added all the Fox content, it, uh, it really blew up. Well, there's a lot of movies on there. Daredevil, too. not Daredevil. What the hell's that movie called with Deadpool's the Deadpool's, both of them are on Hulu here, but they're not on yeah. Disney plus. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Where are the X-Men? And, and the X-Men is, are on the X-Men Disney. and FF are on Disney under like the Marvel legacy or like yeah. Marvel <laughs> stories or something like that. 
Uh, are they releasing all those shorts now over there too? Most of them, yeah. Yeah, cool. they're there. Yep. But I. Uh, so. But oh, go ahead. Agent Carter is on Disney Plus. Where is Agents of Shield? Uh Disney Star. We uh, have so, we have every season. Wow. I know um, I know you have it on every. Okay, I, I know in Canada. Here, yeah. <laughs> All right, we get it, Steve. Canada's great. <laughs> and Canada Canada's looking very uh, America lately. Uh, so I don't know. Dude, you don't even Canada you don't even pieces. know. You don't even know. But um, no, I I don't know if it's on Disney Plus here. Agents of Shield. Yo, if those people keep me from so. going to Detroit to see Pussifer on July there, 1st. There will be code before then. Yeah, well, Trudeau if they're not, they're going to have to deal with me. <laughs> oh, Steve's coming. <laughs> That's right. Stand between me and my uh, my concerts. I've already had a bunch of concerts moved on me. My Rage Against the Machine concert that I've brought up like yeah. three times on this show has been moved to April 1st, 2023. Uh, happening. Yeah, it's the same um, date as Morbius. <laughs> I looked it up. Agents of Shields is still on Netflix, so I'm assuming that goes away at the end of the month too. Yeah. I see. I see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna open up my Netflix real quick. I want to see what Iron Fist says. Don't watch Iron me. Fist, Iron Fist has been co-opted by Shang Chi and done much better. So please yeah. go watch that. Hold on. I love that as I'm flipping through the Disney Plus app, you know, while we're you know talking about all this other scintillating radio, um, <laughs> I love. It's just playing it. It's not telling me what I want to know. I love that there's a whole line that says celebrate black stories, and there's like just black shows that are on regular television on there. Wow, like uh. blackish and grownish and hidden figures. I'm like, wait, that's those are just things that were already out. How are you celebrating? You're just compiling. Uh, uh, are they You're going far enough? They're celebrating by making their own line, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, could, could could we have Julia with Diane Carroll? No, I'm sure not. I'm like, it's. It didn't even got Falcon and the Winter Soldier there. No, there you go. Could they go like above and beyond and maybe make some new content? There Why, would be there's a, there, there's a concept. What? And you know that crowning civil rights movie as it was Cinderella with Whitney Houston and Brandy. That was no, that was ah, very yes. nice. That was lovely. I want my uh, I want my second season of Warrior Nun Netflix. What's up? What's up with that? Warrior Nun was fun. Um, let's move on. We could talk about the footballs, but I think we have way too Are you many ready comics for and news stories. I didn't watch it. Um, what? I what the Super Bowl? Yeah. I know I never watched the Super Bowl. Haven't missed one no. yet. I Uh-oh. went out to dinner, had a lovely meal, okay, and then got food poisoning. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't yeah, so lovely. What did you eat? Uh, look, what did you eat that was poisonous? I had a burger that uh, was not to to. It was to my liking, my tongue's liking, but it did not go well downstairs. You gotta and know where the, you gotta know where the meat comes from. Meat is murder. An, oh no, I, I know. I spoke. <laughs> I spoke to people today about it. I went to the source, and you know, I told them. I said I had an absolutely amazing time. Everything was delicious. Staff was impeccable. Everything about it was aces. But the next day, bum bum bum. Ooh. Then it was asses. 
All right. <laughs> let's uh, let's do this. Let's get into some lightning rounds. <laughs> um, who was that? That was me. I tried a new sound. <laughs> Testing He's it workshopping out. some stuff. Yeah. It was like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like He's it. a director, you know. Let us know uh, at Talking Comics on Twitter if you if you enjoyed Joey's lightning new lightning or if it needs some work. It's very Donald, very Donald Duck, a little flirty. Yeah, that was it. You want to hear my Donald Duck impression? Yeah, sure. <laughs> nice. Give me, give me some Winnie the Pooh real quick. No. <laughs> you, you have to be sick uh, yeah, for that one? Yeah, yeah, I have to be sick and I have to like, I, I got to get into it. I can't just like, you, you got to get into character. <laughs> okay, Rich Little. Yeah, all right. You have to dig down deep. Yeah. <laughs> dig deep into your honey he's pot like, he's like, pull it out he's like, uh, he's like oh Baba <laughs> it's not bad oh, I've, heard, I've heard better oh Baba get a get a cold and then come back yeah, yeah, it sounds yeah. more like Tiny Tim from Christmas Carol okay That's Tiny Tim's okay. English is this a comics podcast <laughs> what are we doing is it <laughs> Aaron's, Aaron's logged off <laughs> Aaron let's laugh. talk about Christmas gooses <laughs> oh I'm right. telling you, I will be mid sentence when that when the clock strikes. Right. Go. All right, yeah, we are. We're we're on the clock here, Bob. Why don't oh. you talk about some comic books? Okie dokie. Well, because I care about your dollars, and I'm also apparently a masochist. I read Batman Catwoman number ten by Tom King Clayman, so that you don't have to. We appreciate your service. Yeah, this series is just getting harder and harder to stomach with each issue. And in this, uh, the last of, of this one, look, it begins with a repellently objectifying cover. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Not that the inside words and pictures are any great shakes either. All right, all right look, only two more to go, thankfully. I, I'm just done. Um, now, two other Bat-adjacent books were absolutely terrific, however. Batgirl 3 by Becky Cloonan, Michael W. Conrad, Jorge Corona, Sarah Stern, Ivan Placienza, and Becca Carey was a densely packed yet still breezy affair with all three Batgirls trying to deal with the schemes of the Tudor and his attempts to turn all of Gotham against the heroes, not to mention well, the ongoing and online threat of the seer. The ladies take some hits this time, but as you'd expect, Barbara turns things toward the positive. This book is quickly becoming a favorite read. Look, on target characterizations, enhanced by the, the Mr. Corona, who we talked about during our awards. His angular style is really capturing me. There's, there's a lot going on here. I just love what's happening here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of favorite reads, Harley Quinn, the Eat Bang Kill Tour, comes to an end with this sixth issue. Although, look, I'll spoil this. The final page says next season three on HBO Max, so good news that. And the story before, there's action, humor, romance, fashion, most importantly, fabulous character work by T. Franklin and Max Aaron. I, I first time I saw an episode of the animated one was over with, with Jess and Dan, and it was you're gonna need to adjust. <laughs> Yes. And I'm captivated by this idea of what Harley is. And if you love the series, you need to read this book. It's the bridge between seasons two and three. Next up, Hawkeye, Kate Bishop number four by 
Marike Nishkamp, Enid Briam, Oren Jr., and Brittany Peer. That was tough. And Joe Carmania. We can't leave him out. As is often the case, Kate's in a spot of bother, having been captured by the ringleader of the operation that's zombified everyone at Resort Chapitol. It turns out that she actually is a ringmaster, as she's the niece of the original leader of the Circus of Crime. From a million old Marvel books that, you know, no one remembers much. John, I'm sure, does. Kate's got a few (laughs) tricks up her sleeve. Things don't go entirely to plan, so next issue, quoting, Kate has to go to her absolute least favorite place, home. Come on. Gotta love it. (laughs) Finally... I picked up the Archie Love and Heartbreak special number one, an anthology featuring three date nights at the local carnival, with one of the stories written by our good friend Stephanie Cook. Now, Ms. Cook's segment has art by Lisa Sterrell and is titled Dalton's Date with Disaster, focused on most beloved nerd Dilton Doily, who by odd circumstance finds himself paired up with Veronica. Now, thanks to a challenge from Archie, but is what happens. But still, look, it's very charming with some great messages to go with it. Also on board are Cinna Grace, uh, Yolanda Sanford, and uh, Sanfordino. I'm sorry, uh, telling a tale of Kevin Keller, as well as writer artist Thomas Patelli's shipping. Is that what the kids say? Uh, <laughs> Betty, Betty and Jughead, where we learn Jug's three rules for success in life. I haven't read Archie in a long time, bounced in and out over all these decades. I just love this whole thing, enough said. And a special congrats to Stephanie for just, you know, another feather in her cap. That's it for me. Yeah, I picked up that uh, that Archie book, and I, I have to admit that I uh, thumbed right over to Stephanie's <laughs> story because I, I wanted to read it first and... and uh, it was great. It was great. I know how much those characters mean to her. She has mentioned several mm-hmm. times on this show that she got her start reading comics by reading Archie and seeing it in the supermarkets and everything. And I can only imagine the feeling of getting those characters in your hands and two really fun ones, yeah. too. And, you know, being given... I'm always amazed by how creators manage to tell a full story or a full scene or series of scenes with so few pages. And it just is a testament to Stephanie's ability to craft a story that she was able to get a lot of really good stuff out of those couple of pages. They're right on the furnace wheels. Incredible. (laughs) Yes, it was, it was really heartwarming. And like, I read it right after I finished uh, my book for this week. And so I was kind of, coasting off the high of that one and it was just the perfect cherry on top of the sunday to like keep the good mood going um i thought it was great cool speaking of speaking of not great john you read batman cat number 10 (laughs) i just gotta say when i got this editorial this cover is awful awful i mean you got cleavage everywhere and then you have batman in a very yeah, it, it doesn't look like a, a cat style. It looks like oh! a different style. Um, and then this book is unreadable. Like yeah. I have no idea what is going on in panel to panel, and it's like he's—I don't know if he's thinking he's too tricky or he's too smart, but 
He's, he yeah, thinks he's smarter I, than we are. I'm, I'm figuring, but yeah, it's. I don't. I mean, I usually like King, and I think King reads better as in one lump setting. But I don't know if this book, it, it, it's, it's definitely not going to land uh, if it ever lands. But uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad this isn't canon, uh, and, and King got moved here because this is this is almost unreadable with so many other good Batman books out there. This yeah. one's not. Did you did you read that one Dark Knight? Yeah, yeah that was number good. One. I like that. That was really yeah. good. With Jock. Yeah. 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 And then the imposter. And then yeah. Oh, but this 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 is if terrible. I didn't if I hadn't committed to this, yeah, I I'm fifty bucks in at this point. So I'm still yeah. oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. yeah. Um I'm just gonna put a disclaimer out there. My neighbor is like bopping and a grooving <laughs> over in their place. And if their some of their music is coming through uh, on the podcast, I apologize. Place on um, roof is really loud. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I can't. Knock on my knocking. I can't <laughs> believe y'all are still reading that book. But anyway, Batgirls <laughs> was a party. I yes. love that book. It is incredible. Jorge Corona's artwork is like I got two aesthetics of art that I love: the Jorge Corona Scotty Young kind of school of that very angular, bright, colorful, kind of very funky style, and then like the Jacob Phillips, Sean Phillips, Moody Noir. You know, like like those are the two that like if anything looks like either of those two things, and then like Chris Samney is like right down the middle. Like yeah. like that's where I'm at. You know, um, so I I love the aesthetic. I think it's so fun. I love how pink everything is. Like the the pink washes are so so good. Um, that that bozo walks into that party and i and i'm like that's the bad guy yeah come on come on come on anyway uh, look he he gives his card right you gotta give his card his name is dante all righty come on come on (laughs) we know where that's going so i just i just want to get a a lay of the land here where are we on the the dick grayson barbara gordon ship because i I've always been behind it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Same. Okay, just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Bob, I didn't hear your answer there. Are you a Are you a Dick Babs? Yes. Yeah. It's okay. it's, it's it's the real canon. It's the absolute all the way back forty something years ago. Yeah. So I don't want I don't want to see this Charles Dante who is definitely the villain. He'll, he'll weasel his way in a little bit. I'm thinking, but Babs yeah. will know better. So much happens. I uh, it's funny because after I read Batgirls, I was like, I want to go onto my DC Universe Infinite app and uh, see what I could find, right? And and I uh, it's all there. Like I could read the Brian Q stuff and and oh. um, the uh, the issue with Cass is she, there's a couple of series with her in it, right? And she did she debuted in the Bat man book right like she in the late 90s during cat no man's land Cataclysm. yeah yeah and then she had that book with uh was it chuck dixon and damian scott yes mm. yeah so, so. I, yeah i gotta i gotta poke around and figure out my cast trajectory but mm-hmm. i definitely want to read the um it's nice that brian q is around those were out of print in print for a long yeah. time and they those went were for hard to big find. Bu- yeah, yeah, yeah. But that her that her whole series is there, so I'm excited to to check that one out from the beginning. Whoa. Sorry. I just there's some breaking news uh entertainment stuff that may or may not. 
Um, there, so I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a yet another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie coming out, I believe, in 2023. But there's also going to be a series of villain-driven films <sighs> exclusively yeah. for Paramount+. I, so get ready for Baxter Stockman, the movie. I, I just I, – I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't get it. Uh, what, 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 dude, what's not to I'm get? Joey. Money. No one – That's it. No, it's not money. Nobody went to the ones in the theater. It, but also, I go back to my example is always Sinister Six. No one wants that. No. <laughs> nobody Venom wants, is nobody different. Nobody wants the Shredder story. Right. Nobody the wants. Joker, I get. I didn't. Right. But. Well, no, I don't want to see that. I still have it. But <laughs> he's the Joker. You know, um, okay. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Shredder. Yeah. No, but Hannibal Lecter, it's that's a little different, you know. He's still even in Silence of the Lambs, he's not like the antagonist. well, he is the antagonist, but he's not like the it's a different relationship, you yeah. know. Like yeah. yeah. I don't want the be- You mean you're not interested in the Rat King of the movie? No. no. Or the Triceratons? No. No. <laughs> Bebop and Rock. No, I'm yes. not interested yes, in the that one. The whole point of an antagonist of a villain is to put him. He's a he's a foil. He's a foil to the the, the hero, the protagonist. You, I, I don't. Uh. Mm. Movies. <laughs> All movies right. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I brought it up. Movies no, with villains in the how... lead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Aaron. No, I was going to say this is how genres get ruined. To be honest with you, because mm-hmm. they try to literally milk it for every single thing it's worth until they they narrow it down they, they dissect it to a granular level of granularity where you just don't care anymore you know they yeah. you know all the things that were joyful about it are taken apart and examined and given backstory that no one cares about i i remember years and years and years ago i think it was even stephanie that said no one cares why the Joker became a Joker. No one cares. We sometimes we just want the Joker to be the Joker. Because you need the Joker, the Joker to be the Joker to make Batman's story make right. sense, right? It's better That's not point. to know the Joker's story. Right. Yeah. I don't need to know Michael Myers is picked on at the bus stop. And look, even when you do, think about all. Think about the Doctor Doom comic book series. Five, six issues, maybe ten max. You get your little story, whatever. There are exceptions to this, obviously. Magneto and Magneto and has had an incredible arc over the last sixty years, and 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 some of his story arcs and some of his comic series have been fantastic. But still, also at the same time, limited series, and he works much better in this kind of foil situation. I'm not going to watch a feature about the <laughs> C-list villain in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles triquel movie, you know, threequel movie. I'm saying it right now, and then we can move on. Leatherhead, the movie. <laughs> Just naming obscure TMNT villain after obscure TMNT villain. I'm all about it. Let's do it. Um, before we go, you read Hawkeye? Yeah, I, I love I love this Hawkeye. Um, I love Kate, and I love the the dynamic with her sister, and I'm, I'm always down for a good uh, circus of crime story. Fun artwork in that one, too. I, yeah. I, I really enjoy it. Um, is this four or five or four or six? Five. Five. Four or five, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like there's still a lot to do in the fifth issue. 
Well, but, I'm sure it's going to build to something else. Yeah. I think they're, they're probably going to keep Kate in rotation. Yeah. I would not I, be surprised if we don't get a Young Avengers series again. Oh, I would you 100 I would say yeah, I would say that. I would say early 2023. Yeah, I would not disagree. Uh because by then you'll have America out in the movies. They've yeah. already trampled on her origin story in the comics. Kate thankfully is not a, a tricky situation there. Could just wait till those nega bands drop for for Kamala, Kamala Khan. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just wait. That's common. So once they keep saying it, it isn't going to will it into existence. There was an article I read that uh, there's a, a website called TV Times. Mm-hmm. That lists and they ep- did the episode, episode titles. titles. And yeah. one of the episode titles is Embiggen. Yeah, that's how you know it's fake because they're doing uh, the Nega Bands thing. Um, so once they butchered that. Lockjawed. The the thing though that's interesting though about that is is they have Kate, they'll have America. They have Florence Pugh running around. Right. Got the uh, twins. Yelena. You got the twins coming probably. Then you have Kamala Khan. Um, my, my question for when they shoehorn all of these MCU characters into a Marvel comic book is if they're like, hey, Ms. Marvel is a young Avenger now. That like that's gonna be that's gonna be mm-hmm. how you know that there's no originality coming out right. of the House of Ideas and they're just kind of like stealing from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um yeah. 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 I want Jeff I want Jeff, I want Jeff the Land Shark. That's all I want. Kelly Thompson Young Avengers would be incredible. And I don't understand yeah. why they don't just pull the trigger on it. Hey man, maybe they will. Well, we may never know. Well, it'll be on some Who's ready? <laughs> I think Jeff the Land Shark is on Substance. <laughs> no, it's on Marvel, Marvel Marvel Unlimited Infinite. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Sorry, which I can't look at. I can't keep track of all of these uh, these extra digital services. Uh, we'll talk more about that probably briefly a little bit later. Uh, let's move on to another lightning round. Uh, Aaron, why don't you jump in here? Locally, locally. All right. Uh, I got two books. Well, technically two books to talk about, but actually four books that I read. What? So I'm just saying. <laughs> so I read the first book I'm going to talk about is one that I don't even believe I, I knew was coming out this week. I just happened to see it when I was sifting through and something about the cover uh, caught my eye. So I popped in a little bit deeper and, you know, it continued to catch my eye. So I'm just going to read a little bit about it. The name of the title this is actually from the, the solicitation. The name of the book is land of the living gods. Number one It's by aftershock and the, team is Isaac, I'm going to try to pronounce it, Mogahanes, Mogahane, apologies, uh, Santos and David Sharp. Um, so here's what it says. Uh, it is said that when the world dies, the spirits of the first people will return to witness the last days of humanity. Uh, well, the spirits have arrived and the end is here, but not everyone has given up hope. Uh, Nalidi, a teenage girl living in a, desert, a deserted city once called Johannesburg, has always believed uh, that there is a land hidden away in time where the gods still live and where there are gods, there are miracles, perhaps even miracles that are big enough to save our dying planet. And so after a lifetime of isolation, the lady will head out into the unknown with little to hold on to, but her faith and her magical pet plant Buyo. So I, I think what caught my eye about this is that the cover and the interior art that I had happened to skin through looked reminded me a lot of Layla Starr, a little bit of that Felipe Andrade. So I was like, okay, let's see what's going on here. Then the color work was really, really beautiful. 
Um, the landscapes were beautiful and uh, the just the, the visual caught me. So I decided to jump into it. So what we have here is a, a scenario where, again, it starts off where you have this, this, this odd girl walking through what appears to be a random city, cityscape rather. Um, and it's just, she finds herself being chased, if you want to call it, call it that. Um, but it seems kind of weird. Something seems a little bit off about it. Um, and then you find that there's spirits that are just hanging around that are sort of protecting her and, you know, you know, sort of following her, but not necessarily communicating with her. Um, in any event, you, you, she gets away safe. You didn't realize that this was, there was, there was something happening there. She gets away. Um, and you find yourself sort of going through a day in the life of what she has to go through. And what was interesting about this is, you know, she's got a parent at home who she's caring for. Um, she's got a lot on her plate. This isn't a place where you can just walk down to the, the grocery store and get the things you need to get. You have to go through great pains just to get the basic necessities because this is a post-apocalyptic world. But what caught me about it was that even though you have this unusual girl in this toxic environment with so much on her plate, she's written with such a healthy, happy spirit um, and the way that she sort of addresses each of the things, it's sort of sort of like grenades are thrown at her and she's just like, well, there's a reason for this and blah, 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 blah. And we can always do it this way. We can always do it that way. And most of the time that will just annoy me. But for some reason, it just, it worked in the world building that you have here. And I think it worked because despite that outlook, there are some really, really bad things that happen that force her to go out on her own, as you, as it says here in the the, the little solicit there. Um, and the journey that she's on is one where she's really just trying to figure out now, where do I belong? What am I supposed to do? Where all the things that were the focus of my attention in my life are now taken from me. Um, and we're not even sure how they were taken, but we know they were taken and they're leading to a story that's probably going to get a little bit more edgy. Um, but it just sort of caught me. And again, a lot of uh, focus on being genuine to South African culture. There's a lot of translations of word of uses of words here that are obviously South African slang. I just sort of, it, and it really just captured me. So I, I thought it was a beautiful book to look at. And it's something that I'm probably going to keep going with and see how this goes. It's again by Aftershock. So and that's Land of the Living Gods. Yes, Land of the Living Gods, number one. Awesome. Sounds great. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, the next thing I read was Aquaman, the becoming numbers three through five, Brandon Thomas, Diego Orlatagua and Paul Pelletier. So as a, this is a recap, Jackson Hyde now filling in as Aquaman, because if we recall, Aquaman had to take a quick trip to Mars, you know, as one does. Um, basically this is where they removed all the, 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 the major league characters off the picture, out of the picture. So he has been, you know, working with Mira and basically do, doing the Aquaman things and trying to, you know, stake his claim. Um, and all things have been going well, right up to the point where he was framed for a terrorist attack in Atlantis. You know, not really sure what's happening, but he spent quite a bit of time on the run, just barely staying ahead of his enemies. Well, we get to this part of the story and you come to find out that there's a little bit more to that story than, you know, one believed. One would have believed that it was someone internal to Atlantis that was coming after him. Well, not quite. Um, there are some family relations that are popping up and not the ones you think 
that are, are trying to manipulate the path that Jackson is going down. But what we see here is that Jackson is standing his ground and uh, being given, I guess, story-wise, the opportunities to prove why he is a new Aquaman. Um, he's not cracking. He's not caving. He's not. Uh, there's no shortage of confidence. And he, at the end of issue uh, of, of issue five, he is very much walking into the role of Aquaman. Now it's interesting because this book, I think, takes place before Superman, Son of Kal El, which you remember he was a, a guest in in the previous issue. So I'm not really sure how that all plays out because he was in the middle of some stuff. He's in the middle of some stuff in this book, so I'm not really sure how this all plays out time wise. But um, I do think there's a lot to be said here in this book because the story that is really unfolding is one where he is basically being manipulated into getting engaged in a culture war um, back in his uh, actual homeland of Exbal. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Um, and he is trying to decide whether or not, A, whether or not he wants to get involved, B, whether or not it's a fight he should get involved in, and C, is this the way to fight this 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 what this regime. So I like the questions that are being asked. Um, I, I hope he continues to handle it well. I hope he doesn't sort of fall into the, the, the DC thing. I'm a little concerned because I think it's about to roll into an event, um, an Aquaman event, which, you know, is never a good thing. So we'll see. Um, I, I, it's never, ever a good thing, but we'll see how it goes, but I, I'm enjoying this. I don't, I didn't know, I was kind of ambivalent about it, to be honest with you, but I, I really liked the character. So I wanted to see what they were mm-hmm. going to do with the character. So I decided to give it a try and sort of p- keep pushing through. Having read these three back to back to back, I think that may have helped me sort of settle into the character a little bit more and become a little bit more and sort of help guarantee that I was going to keep going. Um, I think, if, I don't know if that I would have probably had that drive in the midst of everything that's coming out these days to sort of check back in. But reading it the way I have, I think I, I'm... I'm excited about seeing where it goes. So that's Aquaman to Becoming, three through five. Doesn't that end with issue six this week? I believe so. But I think the character is supposed to remain in that Aquaman role. There's a book called, ah. coming out called Aquaman. So I think yes. he's one of the leads in that. So I have uh, Aquaman and, is what I'm told. And isn't yeah. Aquaman dying with everybody else coming soon? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> what are they doing? You mean the no, wait crisis, a minute. I just dark read Crisis. I just read Justice League Annual and Justice League versus Legion of Doom, and Aquaman's alive and well in that one. Yeah, uh, no, they die in Justice League 75. I never read Justice League 75. It hasn't come, come out yet. yet. What the hell no. is happening? They're killing That's everybody. What we're saying. The Dark <laughs> Crisis. The Dark Crisis. Joshua Williamson. Dun, dun, dun. It will restructure the DC universe forever. I'm so yeah, confused. Or at least 2022. <laughs> exactly. The problem is the part of the problem is their release schedules are very screwed up. Um, yeah, things, and so there are things happening very much out of sequence, and I I don't know. Um, I, I don't know how they you, don't know. <laughs> is, yeah, I will also say that. Um, Although the art in this is a little bit more structured and consistent, especially having read it, you know, back to back to back, it's not as abhorrent as uh, in Justice League Incarnate. Um, <laughs> uh, and I will use that word over and over again to define that that book's art. Um, I do think this is a little bit more consistent. I will say it's up and down from issue to issue. I mean, in, in, throughout the issues, there is there are certain panels that I think they spend a lot of time 
making sure they get right for effect. And then I think that takes away from some of the detail they use in other panels. I think some other panels are a little rushed. So, um, but you know, overall, I think it's it's still a good looking book. So, um, cool. yeah, there you have it. I would love to be honest with you. I think the only thing that what would make this book perfect, and I'm you know going to dredge up a name from the past, is a Jamal Campbell. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. That would make this. What book is he up to perfect. now that uh, Far Sector is over? I do not know. I, uh, I we should find out. So yeah. Do some digging, find out what's going on. To throw some mother shark into it wouldn't be bad either. That would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> All right. Let's do another lightning round. <laughs> Joey. All right. Minute on the clock. You ready? Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. Here we go. I read Seven Secrets number 14, Tom Teller, Daniel DeNicolo, and uh, Walter Bayamonte. I just like reading their names. Um, this book is freaking amazing. Uh, every time it's the first book I read, every time it comes out, uh, Amon and Canto make some moves. Some people bite it. <laughs> there are lots of regrets. And that land that we never thought we were going back to, I think we might be going back to it. So I am ready to go for more Seven Secrets. Um, Let's go. And then the other book I'm going to talk about, I read a month ago, and I just never got a touch to talk about it because um, of the awards uh, shows and stuff. And uh, But this is Justice League versus Legions of Superheroes. Bendis, Scott Godliski uh, with Ryan Cody. Like I said, this came out back in like January, like 11th or something like that. Um, but this is like a big DC miniseries event or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I find it very interesting that like Bendis, it was basically the architect through Marvel's kind of like event cycle from like 2008 to 2016 or whatever. And now here he is doing basically the same thing over at DC, but just no one cares. Um, Like he did Leviathan Mm -hmm. and he did this and he did that. And now he's doing this justice league versus Legion of superheroes and yada, yada, yada. It's just not built for that. Uh, Wait till they put a crisis in his hands, I guess. Um, Anyway, we open in the 31st century. We got the gold lanterns. Uh, By the way, as someone who does not read legions of superheroes, imagine um, just imagine me opening this book and being like, who the hell are all of these people? But I had so much fun. I think it's such a, first of all, Godlewski's artwork is incredible. Ryan Cody's wow. colors are so, so fun. Um, we got Brainiac five. We got triplicate girl, gold lantern. They're flying around. It's crazy. And then they have these like great darkness outbreak, tremor yeah. earthquakes in this universe. And people get sucked into the 21st century and it's not good. And in the 21st century, we have the justice league and it's, it's Naomi and Batman and, and like, and wonder woman and, 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 and black canary and green arrow. And then black Adams there. And I think I hate him, but it's whatever. Um, I really don't like him as a character at all. And I get why he's on the justice league. Cause like he's big in the rock and whatever. Ha ha ha. Okay. Um, I loved seeing Naomi there. And there's a great scene when like we flashed to the 21st century and they got all these villains on the floor in the in like a jungle and they're like yeah this is the greatest moment of the justice league and we beat all the bad guys and batman is like perched on a tree branch in the background and he's like we got to clean this up i thought it was so funny um i had a ton of fun reading this basically like the premise is like oh my gosh why are these heroes being sucked back and forth through time we have to figure this out 
So the Legion comes to the 21st century and they're like, let's figure this out. And then, of course, cliffhanger, they all get sucked up and no one knows where they are. So I will say that despite being called Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes, they do not fight in this in this comic um they seem to be working together which you know thank you change of pace i was in for it um but this was a ton of fun and it's a six issue miniseries two big teams bendis having his bendis fun you know two page big old splash page spreads with tons of word balloons and talking heads and i just i i it was so fun so energetic so bright um wonderful introduction to both of these teams um, and I'm confused now because Aquaman plays a big kind of bantery part in it. And you're telling me he's going to be dead next month. So I don't know what's happening. But anyway, those are my books done. But now that was the problem <laughs> with the Justice League with the Legion of Superheroes. Not the problem, but that was part of the problem with the Legion of Superheroes. There were so many characters. I loved so- it. They had to put the little floaty tags on yeah. so you could see their names. <laughs> and some of them don't it's even have names. They just land. have they just have <laughs> symbols. And I'm like, all right, I guess this is what we're doing. And um I, I, I loved it too because you know, they're they're all 31st century like characters. So they're all like 31st century names. It's like, I'm Gold Lantern, Kalua Ordek. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? And I was like, all right, I guess I'm just, I guess I'm just going to roll with it. And you know what? I did. And I had so much fun reading this book. Mm-hmm. I really did like Bendis' Legion of Super. When I think back at it now, that was a, I enjoyed that, that little was, ride yeah. there. Was that that was issues, it? 12 issues? Yeah, it was about 12 issues. And he also did Young Justice, right? Yeah. There was just something kind of bright and super heroic about those Mm -hmm. books. And Justice League and the the Legion of Superheroes here, I felt that here too. It was like big sci-fi superheroes in bright outfits, you know, having a good time. And Batman was perched on a branch out in the (laughs) the background. And it it was like, it was perfect. And Naomi... So it's so wonderful seeing Naomi in these books, you know? Um, And I, there's a great moment where Naomi's like, Hey, it's so cool. Like you guys are from the 31st century. And the, one of the random characters, um, chum, chum, badoop bop or whatever his name is in the 31st century, you know, whatever is like, Oh wow. Naomi, all the history is from when you're older. And she just like loses her mind. She's like, I get, I get to grow old. Like, this is so fun. And I was like, what, first of all, what, like a Ben disquip. But second of all, it's such a wonderful just like continuation of that character. And I'm still shocked that we haven't gotten another volume of a solo Naomi series. It's out. What? There's one out. There's a season two out. Of Naomi? Uh, Yeah. There's a new Naomi comic book coming out. Is this like that Punisher series on Hulu you've been talking no, about, John? No, there's like a comic book coming out of Naomi too. It's by oh, coming out. It's not coming out yet. Out. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know when Naomi. It, it it's been announced. Oh, oh. I see. I, I, I thought I was like having a stroke. I thought he was saying <laughs> it was out already, and and I did and I missed it. I'm like, I'm a bad black person. How did I miss that <laughs> that book? Okay, okay, I see it. Oh, you know when it was announced? It was announced during our. Uh, off season, uh, yeah, it was du- it was during the awards and when we yeah. took our break. Bendis Walker, Ka- Jamal Campbell yeah. back for Naomi season two. Yeah, that's where Jamal Campbell is. I knew next he was month coming out with something. There we go. Yeah. Okay, I can do that. All right, okay, all right. John Scott is here. You know what, John? Okay. You could be on the show for for 
You're permanent Thanks, now. Joey. I made it. <laughs> I thought he was going to say for another month. <laughs> like, we're renewing here. Your contract month to month. Your contract is renewing month to month contracts. I'm good with that. Anyway, there you go. That That's fantastic. Um, yeah. I, my, the guy who runs my comic store, he could give you all the original Legion gloopy gloppy names. Yeah. It's like, uh, A, Frank, I don't care, but it's great that you know that. <laughs> I know Brainiac 5. Okay, is named... Oh, I don't know. Oh, his name is like, uh, it's like, it's like D- D- Devon Cordelia or something like that. <laughs> he says it in the book. It does sound like a Buffy character though, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, like, it's with a G or something, isn't it? Devon Gord- Gordonson. Yeah. So you have no, you have no context of the great darkness then, do you? No, not a clue. The great, oh, darkness. The great darkness saga going back to, uh, um, Paul Levitz and Keith Giffen. Oh, and it and it ends up in one of uh, Aaron's more recent favorites in Dark Side. Ah, it's, it's all building to the Dark Crisis, crisis. my friends. I'm dark I'm into crisis. it. I really enjoyed it. I was, but here you all talk about the upcoming seven, Justice League seventy five and everything, and what's going on in some of the other yeah. sort of books. It makes me wonder, like, so is Bendis just like doing his thing over in his corner? Bendis is wrapping up his DC run, and I think he's going to Dark Horse to do Jinx World. That's fine, but because so I, then yeah. is all of this dark crisis stuff gonna happen? It's with oh, yeah. Josh Williamson. Yeah. So they're giving Josh Williamson the keys to the Justice League and Batman. Mm. So because you know he didn't go to Substack, so he, can, he gets the keys to the Empire, which probably isn't a bad thing. Williamson's no, always been a workhorse, I, but I like Josh Williamson. I like I I'm interested to see where he takes this. That's and, that's been my issue with because I, I I've. Bendis, whatever, however you feel about him, I, I've always mm-hmm. been a Bendis fan. I've I've always been into his work, yeah. partly because like one of the things when I was really getting back into comics, it was his run. You know, it was yeah. his run on Avengers. Like was, that's when he was doing it. New Avengers, two thousand five, two thousand six, um, and his Daredevil is one of my favorite things of all time. So like I I've always had a handle of, of his style, and and when he jumped over to DC, I was like, okay, this is my this is my chance to jump on some of these books. And I loved his Superman and his action comics. Like I loved that stuff. Leviathan. I loved it. The, the thing is, and, and Aaron talks about this with other books. Sometimes it's like, what's the point? Like I, yeah. I, I'm, I just getting to the point now where I'm like, this is so cool and I'm having so much fun, but it's not, it's not, it's not, what is its point in the larger scheme mm-hmm. of things? You know, um, the, the young justice and all of the, the amazing books that he was doing yeah. with the, the wonder comics or whatever it was called, you know, where did that go? You know? Um, so I'm glad to see that Naomi's continuing on in a, in a second volume, but if Bendis isn't on justice league, is Naomi going to be in justice league? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, probably DC not, you know, DC doesn't have a direction. It just feels That's like they just problem. keep throwing things against the wall to see what sticks, but there's no, you know, like Marvel, Marvel feels like they always have a plan. It might not be the right plan, but they have a plan. DC just feels like they're, we'll just do whatever and we'll see what works. And it the, doesn't the work books, because the books aren't a part. It, it, it's, there's no longer a tapestry, at least right now. Yeah. There's not a tapestry. And I think That's it's because of a lot it. of the direction changes that happen. I mean, if you look at the Wonder Woman line there, that again, yeah, speaking yeah. strictly from like the perspective of the Trinity, um, if you look at the Wonder Woman line, you have, you know, Diana going through what Diana's going through. It's all gearing up towards this Amazon thinking. But in Diana's book, she's got this other thing going on, you mm-hmm. know, with people wanting to attack you know, the mascara and you're sort of like, okay, well, where does this all fit into the grand scheme of 
you know, how does this all work? You know, is Hippolyta back on, you know, on, on the mascara and one book she's identified as the queen, mm-hmm. you know, and but the, one in the other books, Nubia is the queen. It's, yeah. But it's then I was reading the annual spoilers for John's lightning yeah. round and she's like running around with Wonder Woman doing superhero things. Yeah, because yeah. she was she was the Wonder Woman of the Justice League while Wonder Woman was dead. What? And at the end, yeah. she yeah. she be, she took over for Diana matter, yeah. when Wonder Woman was dead. She when she and Black Adam joined at the beginning of Bendis's run, she became the. Remember Wonder during Woman. that whole period, we kept saying the Adventures of Lady Sif. Yeah. That's also, when Wonder Woman was dead. That's when she was, I don't. I, think, I saw an interview today with Becky Cloonan where in this trial of the Amazons, there's a significant death coming. Us, please don't. Also, That's- I don't think you need Black Adam and Aquaman to be the surly, quipping powerhouse character on the team. I think you only need one, and it should be so, Aquaman. So I think they put, in hindsight now, it's clear that they put Aqu- uh, Aquaman, Black Adam on the team, A, because of the movie, but B, because they knew they had intended for Superman to go away the way he does because of 5g because yeah. he knew he through all the books he knew he was leaving he knew he had to mm-hmm. leave that's why he pushed so hard to get adam on the team because mm. he needed a powerhouse on the team so yeah because even in, in nightwing he knew he was leaving he you know mm. he asked nightwing to take a to take care of uh john um so yeah it's it's i get it it doesn't make any sense because you know the man has you know attempted genocide a couple times but you know bygones yeah. i guess um, you know. Anyway, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Legends, so I didn't get to read a lot. Sorry, Steve. But by, by the way, Joey, just want to give you your actual timing count. You were three minutes forty-eight seconds. Well, that's because I got excited about Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes. Okay, could be, could be. But just saying. <laughs> Seven secrets, y'all. Seven secrets. Kanto was a. <laughs> He's a dick. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I'm even not, Kanto was know. like, mm, maybe I've gone too far. Yeah, what is, I didn't feel bad at all when they were trying to patch up his hand. I'm like, I hope he gets gangrene. Oh, um, but <laughs> but because this book, I will say, as we've been saying before, each book we go back and forth, and who who's cause we fight. This book, I the, the needle tilted back in the other way mm-hmm. <laughs> because they yeah. were just savage, savage about how they were doing things. When, like, when he was like, "Open the portal," I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> yep. I was waiting for for Horsey to come out. I was waiting. Oh, man. I love that. He's he's, uh, the whole glow. He goes, here, why don't you take one of these flowers? And it's not because you can fly in your eyes to do glowy things, which is a sign of eminent power behind them. (laughs) It it can't be. And and I hate to say it, but we got to be in the end game here. Maybe another year. I don't know. I, I this don't book know. can take a twist any way it wants to. You I can mean, open who, up another suitcase next... and you have a whole new world. I feel like in the I last think... like three issues, like four suitcases have been in play. Like they just mm-hmm. like, oh, we got them. I, I there's only seven. The whole, I, I really do have a feeling that the whole thing is about to shift into Fairyland, and that's yeah. where the whole thing is going to exist in Fairyland. See, I'm expecting a Howie Mandel guest appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It's Jesus. all going to happen. That was deep, right? That was a deep cut. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's do another lightning round, please. John, you're up. Okay. Um, let's do, I, I am Batman number six by John Ridley and Ken Lashley. 
with Rex Lucas. Hold on one second. <laughs> Sorry. I had a two-year-old come up to me want to kiss goodnight. <laughs> I can't deny her. I can't. Um, anyway, I am Batman number six. John Ridley, Ken Lashley, Rex Lucas on colors, and Troy Pateri on letters. Uh, so Jace Fox, Batman, has left Gotham and is putting down roots in New York City. Um, where Gotham has made its no, it, known masks are no longer wanted, the mayor of New York has decided to embrace their Batman and dedicate an entire NYPD squad to liaison with him. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a smart little soft reboot, getting Jace out of Gotham. Um, I think, you know, Batman was supposed to be dead, and then he's just traveling around and i'm assuming he'll be back in gotham soon so you get a batman that's in new york and there's a really um important moment number five where lucius fox realizes his son is the new batman and he asks him to take the 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 mouth covering off the mask so that everybody can see that he's african-american um ken lashley i think is a really good addition to this uh he's got norm brayfogle vibes back from the 90s um, and I hope that he's consistently on this because this book has kind of had rotating artists. And I think this is a good soft reboot. And, and going forward, it's going to be a, a hell of a ride. So uh, kind of linking off of Joey, uh, Justice League Annual number 22, uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Sanford Green Ooh. with Matt Herms on colors and Josh Reed on letters. Someone is messing with time, and it's up to the Justice League to figure out why. Uh, this is a classic JL storytelling where you divide the team up into sub-teams, and each deals with a threat, and they all come back together to deal with the big bad. You got a welcome back party for Wonder Woman as she is now back on the team. You got a guest star from Jack Kirby's great OMAC, uh, One Man Army Corps, and then who can say no to Sanford Green Justice League art? Because it is magnificent, and he, uh, I, I would love to see him do a regular uh, uh, stint on this book. It would be better than the the artists that have been gracing the main title recently. Um, and it's delayed. This book is delayed. This is supposed to lead into Justice League Legion of Superheroes, but as Joey said, Justice League versus Super Legion of Superheroes has been out for a month. So once again, DC bombed themselves. Sorry. I am I am crushing DC tonight, and I don't mean to, but maybe they deserve it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Thor, number 19 through 21. Uh, Donnie Cates and Nick Klein with Matt Wilson on colors. Uh, so we all know that Thor has been having some um, performance issues <laughs> when it comes to his hammer. Now we know why. Mjolnir is alive. Oh, actually alive with a body yes. made of electricity. Yeah, I think I'm out. I think I'm done. Yes, thank you. (laughs) I don't know if I can continue to do this because it makes no sense. And that's saying a lot for, you know, a comic about the God of Thunder. Um, Devil's Reign number four, Chip Zdarsky, Marco Cicetta, Marcio Menez on colors and Clayton Cowles on letters. Uh, The heroes are a little hesitant to act. After last issue's beatdown of Foggy Nelson by some of Wilson Fisk's loyalists, um, Fisk, is, Fisk is going after the Purple Man's ch- kids now because he wants to mind control everyone. 
Uh, you get Rhino's change of heart, and I, I've always had a soft spot for Rhino. I don't know how he pees, but I like the Rhino. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> sorry, what? wow. I'm sorry. He's encased in a giant Rhino suit, but there's no appendage for him to go to the bathroom. Dude, he's got a catheter. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks for explaining that to me, Steve. Um, out of the tail. It's part of getting in the suit. <laughs> anyway, goes, whoop. Um. As you know, as the Kingpin goes after kids, the heroes are going to come out of their shadows. You got Reed and Sue making some moves in prison. Maybe Wilson Fisk should have updated his tech from Civil War. Um, and then fin- Fisk finally realizes how much how to use the Purple Man's power to remember because this whole little shindig began because Fisk is mad that he can no longer remember who Daredevil is. Um, I also read Devil's Reign, Woman Without Fear, number two, Zdarsky and R- Rafael de la Torre, Frederico Blee on colors, and Clayton Cowles on letters. Uh, you got more secrets of Electra's past, her entry into the hand, but more importantly, this issue is all about Electra versus Craven, and it is awesome. And then, I, I'll just be honest, I've been in quarantine for last week, so I got a ton of reading done. Um, Eternals number one through nine, Kieran Gillen and Esad Ribic with Matt Wilson on colors. I, I read the first couple of issues of this and kind of checked out, but I got to say, when you read this all together, it is a lot better. Uh, you got a modern retelling of the eternal mythos. Uh, is, Gillen is grafting a really grand story, weaving together all the previous eternal stories with a more regal take. Obviously, Marvel wants the Eternals front and center with the movie just coming out. And then the announced Judgment Day with the crossover with the X-Men and Avengers. Um, you got the Great Machine here, which is Earth is broken. You got Thanos loose in the Eternals network. Uh, there's a traitor amongst the the the, the Eternal Core. Uh, you got ramifications for resurrections. Now, anytime an Eternal is brought back to life, you find out that a human has to die to do so. And in the more recent issues, Thanos has become the lead Eternal, and now he's hunting for all of the the rogue Eternals. And it's Gillen doing a big masterpiece. You got Isad Ribic doing some wonderful artwork. And and if this if this upcoming story was just the Eternals and the X Men, I think I would be more uh, excited for it. But since you're including the Avengers, I just don't know how it's gonna go. And that is my rant, and I am done and over. Okay, so Thor. <laughs> <laughs> let's be let's let's be Brace professional me. here. Go ahead. Bra- okay, you don't know my life. Brace yourselves. <laughs> Brace yourselves, because you will never hear me semi defend a hammer story. Oh, but I will say they did open up the door for Mjolnir being alive with the mighty Thor with Jane when they had the yeah. backstory of how he put the living storm into the hammer and then threw it into the and then when she threw it into the sun with the Mangog. So yeah. the story kind of tracks. Now don't get me wrong. I'm sick of the hammer, but <laughs> I will say they at least tied it to he at least tied it to something that actually happened, you know, in a story that we actually really enjoyed. Yeah, but he tied All the right. other end of it to a donkey that now doesn't Jesus. walk around. I always, 
I mean, I only saw the hammer kind of like um, Cassie's staff in Stargirls, where it's got a little personality. It's got a little, you know, a little bit of that, but it's not a, it's not a living being that decides who is worthy in a different way than before. That now it has uh, underlying motivations to pick other people. Oh, this sounds cool. I'm going to catch up on Thor. (laughs) But the the motivations are not. That's see, I was 100% there because I was like, I don't get this. I don't get how Mjolnir all of a sudden just turns. And then they said, okay. She was trapped in there with the Mangog, and the Mangog's motivations merged with hers, and that's how she is. Yeah. That's why no. she's so angry now. I, don't get me wrong; I'm not saying I love it. I'm just saying I, I understand how they're trying to explain it now, and they really need to let it go because now, how do you unring this bell? I just think oh, Asgard no. should embrace democracy and maybe vote for a, a, a truly worthy leader. All right. Well, you can't do that in both Wakanda and Asgard because John really is oh, yeah, working John it over in, in Black Wakanda. Panther. That's right. <laughs> and John Ridley's Black Panther has been really great so far. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. John Ridley, man. Somebody yeah. should have got him on the breakout writer list this past uh, December. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Only somebody had worked hard enough on that. Uh, sorry, wrong pipe. Uh, <laughs> Steve lost it. Um, no, I... Aaron, we're not going to open that up again. Uh, so um, the the other book, though, is Eternals. I, I f- I'm with you, though, John, because I read the first two issues and I was like, I, I don't have time for this level Same. of, yeah. of, yeah. of <laughs> just intellectual kind of wit and, and, and banter. Um, and I think there's two reasons for that. But I, I this past week, I've, I also kind of went back and read the seven issues that are on Marvel Unlimited. And it's great. It's great reading mm-hmm. it all back to back to back. Um, I I wonder if because it came out right when the movie came out or like right before it. Yeah, I think it was. I think and it started similar, right before. Yeah, and similar to what I was talking about last week with the Peacemaker thing, I think just tonally, it's very different than the film. You know, it, it's it's yeah. in a lot of ways a continuation of what Gaiman was doing. Um, with a lot of obviously added Gillen flair to it, mm-hmm. um, it's got a lot even, of Kirby in it too. Of course, that's what I'm. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's it, this is a true kind of Eternals book, yeah, with Gillen's kind of <laughs> British snark added to it. And I think that the, um, I think that the the machine narrator, the Earth narrator, and the yeah. The text pages are so funny. Like I think they are just so <laughs> brilliantly witty. Um, but I also read them back to back to back over the course of yeah. like an hour and a half. So I was able to kind of internalize that, eternalize that, if you will. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Um, it, it internalize that as we were going through it. So, but it's so different than the film. And, and I think that people are like, man, I really love the Eternals and their kind of sincere nobility and kind of, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get that here. You're going to no. get a bunch of like really wry, really dry humor um, uh, and some really kind of that Isad Ribic art is, I love it. I think it's very interesting and, and, and yeah. kind of very cool to look at, but I could see it being very off-putting for some. It only works in certain books and I think it works here. But I, I, if you're a fan of the movie, then this probably might not be the book for you. But if you're a fan of the characters, I think these are these have been really well done. Did you read the specials? 
the like the Thanos rising. No, and then the other one. I did not. I did not. Those are pretty good too. And they got Dustin Weaver on art, which is oh, is pretty big good. Dustin Weaver fan. Yeah, but they kind of go deeper into this. But no, I'm I'm I think I'm going to le- read it in chunks as it comes out on on um, Marvel Unlimited. I don't know if I'll buy right. it monthly again. But I, no. I just kind of want to be – I wanted to be there for when the Judgment Day comes out. So they basically just got like the old Uncanny X-Force team on this, right? Basically art-wise? No, that was Opina. Didn't he saw Ribic do a bunch of that? And Dustin Weaver? No, it was Rick Remender and Jerome Opina, wasn't it? Didn't – what did Dustin – didn't he do uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. with Hickman? I don't know. I don't know either. You could be right. I Probably not. I think Rebeck did a few issues of X-Force now that you think about it. He did some of the Phantom X stuff. But I remember him doing um, the Thor, like Loki and all of those books. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did the Mighty Thor with Aaron at the beginning. Because he's got that like Frank Frenzetta feel. Mm. Yeah. Steve, are you still reading I Am Batman? Uh, I am woefully behind. It's like one of the few Bat books that I'm not yeah. caught up on. I've been reading nothing but Batman for the last little while. I actually had to pull myself away for it to read what I'm going to talk about this week. Um, Detective coming out like yeah. every week. I'm a little behind on Detective. But yeah, that, that Mark uh, Tanaka story, that weekly 12 weeks. I, I, it's I like really it. it's been a lot of fun i yeah, like it a lot ivan rice art has been good but i am batman number six you can jump right on there you don't even need to read the previous stuff Might even, no I, I, I want to read the previous no, just, stuff yeah. i read the first like three issues i was really enjoying it so i just got to get caught up i bought all of them so okay yeah no it's fun read yeah i need to uh i'll touch on it in my lightning round but i i think i need to step away from the bat for a little bit it's been well it's been bad overkill for me don't lately. don't look at dc solicits for this week no, because it's like that. all bad books um oh i already picked up all my dc <laughs> oh, books this uh, week and and yes yes uh, the answer is yes the reason why i thought isad ribic did the uncanny x-force is because he did 18 covers for the uncanny x-force run is okay. why that's why i was like i know isad ribic did uncanny x-force and it's because he did all of the covers for that remender run okay that's cool hmm nice anybody else reading devil's uh, rain or am i the only one I, I'm collecting it. Yeah. I read the first two. Yeah, I haven't read it. Go ahead, Joy. I, I no, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, I haven't read uh, the the Daredevil. Uh, was it Woman in Red? Woman without fear. Woman without. Sorry. Um, yeah. No. I again like buying everything, and then the pile is just <laughs> piling up. I was really knocking them down right after the awards. And then everything just slowed to a crawl. And I've also been dabbling a little bit in some webtoon stuff um, influenced by – oh, yeah. I'm, I'm reading something <laughs> right now called I'm the Grim Reaper that is just awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I got a bunch – I got a whole pile. I got a whole whole digital pile of stuff to uh, to catch up on. And I need to go to my LCS and get my, uh, my pull box because I would imagine that's uh, – Pretty pretty significant by now. <laughs> They're gonna so. give you a call. <laughs> nah, they won't call. They they know. They know I don't come in every uh, until like every few weeks. I go in there. It is not convenient. It is especially with all the construction and the the freedom rally crap that they got going on down there. The freedom convoy shit that's been driving through downtown. 
Yeah. Caught one of those two weeks ago when I was at Chun Chun Dog. <laughs> and uh, it was obnoxious, let me tell you. Well, at least it's up there right now, right? Oh. Right, Americans? Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It seems, you know, it's weird though. It seems to be following my calendar and my plans. Like the, it's, they it's like they're stationed. Listening. They're listening. I'm, they're, they're watching. They are like, like if we want to go and visit Bronwyn's family, like they're there. If we want to go to Detroit for that plus for show, they're over there too. Like the border that we cross to go to concerts, that's where they are right now. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. Clear these people out. Just wear some camouflage and a flak jacket and act like you're one of them as you cross the bridge. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go back to like the Halloween collar, like the, the mascot rental place. Like I did for the, the gish thing that we did and get a moose costume. (laughs) And I'm going to get down on all fours. and I'm just going to moose it across the border. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Bronwyn and I can do it. We'll have one in the butt and one in the head. Jesus okay. Christ. <laughs> what is happening? Hey, it's like, Batman, it's like the Batman Catwoman cover all over again. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's a segue to my lightning round. One in the butt. Hello. What? Hello, folks. Yes, yes. My, my lightning round is subtitled, What, What in the Butt? Um... No, I want to talk about Check, Please. I want to talk about Check, Please, Volume 1, which is called Hashtag Hockey, and Volume 2, which is called Sticks and Scones. Uh, This was created by Gozi uh, Okazu. Check, Please is a slice-of-life sports drama that dabbles in the art of pie-making, queer romance, and friendship goals. It centers around Eric Biddy. Biddle, a former figure skater, vlogger, and freshman at Samwell University. Uh, the, he is on a he's there on a ho- hockey scholarship. Biddy spends his days playing the third line for the school's men's hockey team. There's also only one problem. Biddy has a paralyzing fear of getting checked. So if he plans to keep his spot at Samwell, he's going to have to learn how to take a hit. Thankfully, the team's already famous captain, Jack Zimmerman, is there to help him out and maybe fall madly in love in the process. Now, yes, before I go on and on and on and on about how incredible the series is, it is only right that I give Bronwyn and Chris their due for turning me on to this series. They both have been telling me to read it for months. And I've been like, yeah, yeah, like... I'll get to it in good time. Like first I have to read these 17 Batman comics <laughs> that came out this week. And then I'll, I'll see if I can put it into my schedule. I'm, I'm a very busy man. Um, <laughs> fast forward to this past week. And the time is now I fell in love with check, please. Almost instantly. The story takes place over the course of four years while Biddle is attending Samwell, so there's plenty of time for the slow burn romance and to experience an unforgettable rotating cast of characters. Oh my god, there's Jack, Ransom, Holster, Chowder, Nursey, Dex, Whiskey, Hops, Lardo, and Shitty. Oh, (laughs) Oh, Shitty, okay? who is hands down one of the best characters I've ever met in comics. He reminds me a lot of McGraw from Giant Days. 
He's a mustachioed party animal who's very enthusiastic about life and hockey, but he's also got like a warm, gooey center that oozes compassion throughout the series. He is a master of keggers, but he's also the type of guy that you can confide in and you can trust him to have your back in any and all situations. He's not a jock. He's more of an intellectual party animal who excels in hockey chirps, keg stands, and being the one that you can lean on for advice. Anyway, I love him to death. He's worth he's worth reading the entire series for just because he's he's such a glowing character uh, throughout the story. Honestly, the whole team is amazing. One of the highlights of this series for me was the rotating cast of characters. The series deals almost exclusively in hockey-related matters, so you're never in class with anyone, and you're mostly at the rink or witnessing like house shenanigans. The series is endlessly entertaining, very progressive, and includes a storyline that, that involves Biddy and Jack becoming the first openly gay couple in the NCAA and NHL history. Uh, Check Please is a story about hockey, but it's also about coming out and being met with acceptance and surprises from your closest friends. It goes out of its way to let the reader know that it's okay to open up and take a chance at sharing your secret with your best friends and teammates. Uh, Biddy does experience his share of adversity and strife throughout the story, but overall, it's extremely uplifting and Oh my God, it is laugh out loud funny. Every couple of pages, I was cackling. And there were at least three moments where I had to put the book down because my heart was melting. It was so good. I adore the series. Uh, I became really invested in the characters and the fate of the Samwell hockey team as well. Uh, I got really, really involved in the games uh, as they happened throughout the series. I got really upset and wistful uh, at the end of each semester, knowing that some characters were graduating. It would not be as big of a part of the story as they once were. Uh, thankfully, Akazu finds creative ways to keep everyone that you meet in the story. So even if they're not gone, they're not far away. They're a very, very close-knit group. So if you've grown close to someone and they leave the house don't worry, they're still going to be there in some capacity and sometimes in really creative ways. Uh, it's a story about camaraderie, having each other's backs, and new starts leading to the most defining years of your life. Honestly, I could go on and on and on about it, but I have a feeling that uh, one day there's going to be a Thirsty on Tune episode about it, and I don't want to hog too much of the glory. Uh, and would you like to know the best part? Sure. What is it? Thank you. You can read all of Check Please for free online at checkpleasecomic.com. Uh, I read the physical versions, which were printed and distributed by First Second. But if your wallet's tight, checkpleasecomic.com is a great option as well. Uh, also, it's probably online too. I wouldn't know. I haven't checked. But the physical versions come with tons and tons of supplemental material in the back of the books. It's almost enough to create an entirely new volume. Uh, it's side stories. It's printouts of Biddy's Twitter feed uh, and everything that he has. He has a vlog that he, he keeps in contact with his, his subscribers and stuff. Uh, I haven't dug into that stuff yet, but I'm just super excited that there's still material from this comic that I've yet to read. Uh, it was absolutely wonderful, and and Chris and Bronwyn were 100% right when they recommended it to me. I loved it. 
Uh, so that's Check, Please by Gozi Ukazu. She is a wonderful creator, and I have to look up her other stuff because after reading this, I am down for anything. Um, and I also read The Magic Order. I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I never heard of it before. Um, it's this, this, I don't know, maybe you guys like... You guys like magic books. You like Mark Millar. It's, uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't know if you all know this, but uh, we interviewed Kieran Gillen a while ago. Uh, no, no. Really? <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, though, volume one was stupendous. Just amazing. I was on the edge of my seat, or in this case, my bed, the whole time that I was reading that first volume. The... I won't spoil anything, even though it's been out for a while, but like the reveal kind of the, the rabbit up your sleeve, if you will, uh, that happens in that first volume was very, very cool. And I don't know why I didn't see it coming, but I didn't. It was like, ah, they got me. And this is so good. This is so cool. Uh, love Cordelia. Absolutely love that character. Really tremendous uh, character work and world building. They, I looked it up. So this was supposed to be a series on Netflix, mm-hmm. and then they they abandon it. But there, it's back on. So late last year, they announced that it's back in development, and they're they're retooling the story, and they are going to come back with a live action version of the Magic Order on Netflix. Yeah, we talked about which, it briefly during the awards. I, when we were asking about it, I looked it up really quickly and I saw that. Yeah, and I was I was right. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened at those awards. <laughs> Listen, it's a it's a void. Yeah, I really really I love the um. It's a, a Olivier Coipel right doing yep. the uh, the art yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah, really, really love that. I I hear you guys on the Stuart, Stuart Eminem art for the second arc. I don't know that I think that it measures up to the Olivia Coipel stuff. Like, that really set the mood and really just framed that world for me. The Eminem stuff, I love his artwork and I enjoy his stuff, but it doesn't quite capture the vibe that I'm looking for from that series. I'm only like three issues into the second volume, um, so far, I don't know that I find it as interesting as the first, but I'm, I'm not caught up yet. So it's possible that there's, there's a twist or there's something, uh, that I've yet to read that'll, that'll bump it up for me. But overall, I'm, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I think it's awesome. And, uh, I'm going to keep going with it. I've added it to my pull list as it were. Could you imagine that? And, uh, Brian Hitch art. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I could see I could see a couple of artists on there. I don't know. The I mean maybe Eminent is just it's too too X-Men for me. Um some of the some of the pages, like I opened up the page uh when uh we were talking before, uh just to check my comicsology for a story that we're gonna talk about in a little bit. But um yeah, I don't know. I uh I don't know, there's something about the like this weird like not weird, but like painterly, sketchy, Koipel yeah. art that just it softens that world and makes it look a little bit more fantastical. Like it, it looks like there's something in the air. Mm-hmm. The imminent stuff just reminds me of X Men, and so it just it just looks like a Marvel book for me now. And oh, it, it yeah. doesn't, you know, doesn't sing like that yeah. first volume. I prefer the Koipel art. Don't get me wrong, but I think what yeah. we were, I think what we were saying was 
if we can't get Copel, Immerman's <clears throat> not a terrible second. Oh no, no. Player. I mean, Immerman's never, never a bad. And I don't draw know why Copel didn't come back for this. I mean, I don't either. He's not. He got tired. I, I hope he's doing something amazing because oh, yeah. it feels like he's been absent other than I am Batman and then Thor covers. Look, I'm not supposed to say anything, but we're working on a book together. Get the hell out of here. Look, Fine. you didn't hear it from me, all right? Is this one of, is this one of John Scoops? Yeah. Hey, yes. Steve, Steve and Obi <laughs> Copel are working on a book together. Punisher's on Hulu. Naomi's coming back. Let's go. One of those three is true. <laughs> okay, Rich Johnston. <laughs> yeah, right here on uh, giantrobot.com. Um, I, it's funny that you were talking about check please because I I remember the last co- comic New York Comic Con that I went to um, I saw Ngozi talk at pro- one of the probably first second tape booths or one of the panels so I was like that book looks amazing and I went to her booth to talk to her about it and be like hey what's up like we're talking comics whatever do you have any copies <laughs> of check please and she was like dude like. I sold out of those so fast. Um, uh, they oh, like flew great. off mm. her table, like um, back back during Comic Con. So I'm glad to hear that I can read it now online for free. But because um, <laughs> I missed it, because I was so eager to read it um, then. So it's, I'm glad to hear that that book is as awesome as as it was yeah, it when I when I, yeah, I recommend like it. I recommend it to everyone. I will say this though, because I wasn't warned ahead of time, and and perhaps I should have been. Brace yourselves for a little bit of language at the start. I thought that it was going to be this like super warm and fuzzy slice of lifey. And it is language. They're hockey players. Exactly. Come on. There's language. Yeah. Like they're hockey players. Part of it takes place in like a frat house uh, type of atmosphere. (laughs) And so there's a lot of chirping and there's a lot of like razzing one another, but like at the, at their core, Every member of that team, like they really give you the impression that they're a family and, you know, it's a, it's a very positive story about coming out. You have a lot of stories about coming out where there's a, they're met with a lot of adversity and there is some of that in this, but for the most part, I would say like 80% of it is nothing but acceptance and positivity. And it's nice to have a story like that to balance the other stories like sometimes it's okay to borrow something from Bronwyn like some K it's sometimes it's okay not to hear from the side that's wrong you know what I mean mm-hmm. so um I I adored it it was wonderful and and just if you just want to like hang out with and meet a bunch of really cool characters and I was super impressed that each time the semester ended and people moved out of the house and like new members of the team moved in I was like, oh man, I'm like, what if I don't like this character? What if they're not as interesting? Like, oh, I miss shitty. Or hey, like, watch, stuff watch like your that. language again, will you? That's like, his you name. Know, How is shitty about that? How do we spell it? S H I T T Y. I like that you're warning us about the language when one of the characters' name is shitty. Look, it's a character's name. There's nothing I can do about it. And he's one of the best characters in this damn book, this series. It's wonderful. I encourage everybody to go and read it. I laugh my ass off. I I felt very warm and fuzzy uh, at least three times where I was just like, I put it down. And I looked at Bronwyn and she's like, you got to that part, didn't you? And I was like... Blah 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 blah. I don't want to spoil it, but I was like, you know, this happened. And she's like, yup. And I'm like, oh god, this book, this book, my heart, <laughs> so good. 
So good. Uh, incredible stuff. Like I said, I'm going to look up, I'm going to look up some more of her work uh, and see. I mean, I, I imagine it's been a little while since I think volume this two finished. came out in like 2019. Oh, so maybe we're not that far away from it. 2020, maybe. Um, it's just, it's, it's really, it's wonderful. Wonderful. All right. That's enough from me for now. Thank you. Let's move on to some news. We got quite a bit of it here. Hang it out. We're on um, the clock. Yeah, yeah. No, we actually are. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I will hit this one really quick first. I don't know how much we're going to have to say about it. But uh, Wes Ball, who is the uh, mastermind behind the Maze Runner films, has been given the keys. He is directing a Harbinger movie Mm. for uh, the Valiant comic label. Uh, They finally found somebody to uh, steer the ship for this thing. And they're they're diving in. They're they're doing a Harbinger movie. Well, and for, um for you know theaters or for streaming, where are we at, do you think? I believe it's for theaters. Cool. Gotta get that Vin Diesel bloodshot crossover. <laughs> they yeah, that, they got that China movie. Look, I yeah. enjoyed the crap out of that movie. I I I like me some good Vin Diesel. It's mm. fun. Um, <laughs> um I I wouldn't say I'm excited for this, but I, I'm, I'm optimistic and I, I would love to be introduced to another, like, I would like to see them have some success with doing some kind of Valiant movie universe. Like the more variety we have in these things, the better they're going to keep making them. So there's no point in hoping that they fail. That's not the way to go. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Harbinger. Yeah. Maybe it'll be awesome. Everyone, who, when Adam was doing our, our talking Valiant, everyone who reads an, a Valiant book loves them. But yeah. it's mm-hmm. diving into the giant morass that is their own continuity that if you were there at the beginning, I think people are completely divested. Some of them have actually divested themselves of big two books because Valiant yeah. was so good and you don't have to worry about all this other crap going on. But See, on the, the outside, me, it's tough, right? Yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, when I, I only started really reading comics 10 years ago when we started this, but when you're talking about uh, stuff like Marvel and DC – I had a built-in knowledge of that just from pop culture yes. and from those two labels and characters being so popular and just being ingrained from you on T-shirts, on cartoon shows, or like whatever. Rocks on the beach, so that was, who Spider-Man is, but who is Harbinger? Who are these? Right, Harbinger? and then like indie stuff. Indie stuff is kind of a like an even playing field where you can just dive in. But with the Valiant stuff, it is this giant established universe that doesn't have too much of a popularity outside of like as far as mainstream goes i know that it has its fans and a lot of them are diehard and for for great reasons yeah um and yes a lot of valiant stuff that i've read i really have enjoyed love the dr mirage yes that was so great arch yeah archer and armstrong was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. Um, I admittedly couldn't really get into the Harbinger stuff all too much, but again, I would love to be, you know, reintroduced to this stuff through the movies and be given another reason to dive in. Uh, that I would welcome that. That'd be yeah, great. That's the introduction to people. I think that's the doorway yeah. right there. Yeah. Well, 
Well, Bloodshot came out right before the pandemic, right? It came out like first week, just yeah. after yeah. the pandemic hit. It was like one of the first movies to really get the COVID shaft in theaters. Yeah, because they, I mean, didn't Valiant got like huge foreign financing? They were going to build this giant universe, and it feels like it got shut down by COVID. And maybe this is a chance mm. for it to to find its footing again because there are some really good stories at. At, in Valiant Universe, it's just, I don't, you're going to have to find an audience. You're going to have to make a movie that appeals to a lot of non-fans. Well, they were going to do a whole series of shows. Like, I I literally yeah. went to the New York City Comic Con. I covered it for Joe Blow, the, the panel that they had where they brought out the cast. They talked about all yeah. of their plans. I don't remember any of that stuff coming out. No, I don't think it has. And that was well, a big can- deal. They could do Exo Man of War. They could do the Eternal Warrior. They could do the. They Harpagers. talked about that. They Live could Wire. do. Yeah, yeah well, they talked these, about Live Wire too. All these different things. There, Ninja. Yeah, Ninja. There's potential here. They just have to find the right vein and and probably get the right creator. And I don't. I'm. I don't. I'm not familiar with West Ball, but more the merrier if they can make some good stuff and and gain an audience then yeah that's great yeah with so much better movies are okay with so much backstory they have lots yeah. to draw from and, and mm-hmm. that should be something should be a series though maybe more than movies maybe uh i will say this though uh as an aside andrew lanham who co-wrote uh shang chi and the legend of the ten rings is uh he's done the most recent iteration of the script i believe oh So that's encouraging. Yeah. All right. Uh, Do we want to move on? Yes, but it was good to talk about. Yes, absolutely. All right. Um, Aaron, you're back, correct? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, you are. Okay. okay. (laughs) Um, Do you want to grab, you you put this milestone uh, stuff up in the chat. Do you want to talk about this for a minute? So no, it was just I was very happy to see that they are bringing that last milestone book that we were talking about before into the, um, the fold, if you will. Uh, and I was just very excited to see that. And I think it's going to be, if I remember correctly from the article, because my brain is not what it used to be, and I forget certain things. If I remember correctly from the article, it's some of the original writers, some of the original Ooh. team that's working. I believe. So this is we're talking about uh, milestones, blood syndicate. Season yeah. one is launching in May. I know Chris yeah. Cross is coming over from Static. Yeah. Chris Cross. Yeah. And then uh, uh, so this. All right, here we go. The, the six-issue series it's, it's is Dennis written by Cowan Jeffrey Thorne. Hudlin. Wow. No, it's written by Jeffrey Jeffrey Thorne. Yeah. Yeah, and illustrated by Milestone veteran Chris Cross Spot, and Juan Castro. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. yep. I was very excited, very, very, very excited because that's the one, I'll be very honest, of all of them, that's the one I didn't get all the way through um, reading of the original. So I'm sort of very excited because it sort of motivates me to to jump into it. I know about the story. Um, And again, I just, I love that the Milestone universe is breaking out. And what I think, I think what kind of, I don't know. It lit another fire under me was the realization that this is not in continuity with the regular DC universe. So it's not as though it can be brought into the events of the DC right. universe. So there's always going to be, unless that damn Justice League incarnate mm. ends up in the Dakota verse, and then I'm going to lose it. <laughs> but uh, um, 
you know, I, I think this is just going to continue to to build out this space. I really, really, really hope that they commit to this. It looks like they are. We were talking about the milestone, um, that camp basically thing that they were talking about last. We were talking about last week. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where this all goes. Um, and I do love awesome. that it's a, a shared universe um, amongst each other, and it's sort of happening relatively organically. It's not. I. I, uh, I was concerned that they were going to have these big crossover events where everyone had the, this is the first meeting of Icon and Rocket and, and Static. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, here, there's Rocket. Oh, there's Static. What's up? All right, next. Hi, how are you doing? It yeah. <laughs> Basically, it was pretty much it. It's yeah. like, yeah, okay, there they are. Well, next. We're not going to make this big thing about it. They're there. They know they're there. And let's move on. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm excited. And they've been dropping hints. Um, I think if we go further in the article, they've been dropping hints that these guys are going to show up. Um based in the most so in the static story about the the these these black op folks that have been yanking the bang babies up so this is kind of what this is going to be born out of so awesome looks like a team of badasses in this uh photo that they got here i am very it's very cool very excited <laughs> sweet all right uh let's stick with you for a second you are finally getting your wonder twins movie there is a Wonder Twins movie in the works. I cannot pronounce this guy's name. Adam S Z T Y K I E L. Psych. Whoever he is, he's writing and directing. Mitzelplik. Sorry. Mitzelplik. Yeah, I, I. I don't even. I don't even have a guess. What spell it again? Um. S Z T Y. K I E L. Probably like Zeiskel or Stykel. Psychel? Like I. Psychel. Yeah. Psychel. All right. <laughs> We're going to go with that. Sorry, sir. Um, Stykel. If it's wrong, come on the show and talk Stikeel. to you. <laughs> Stykel. All right. Well, he he worked on he worked on Black Adam, which uh, I forgot to include it in the outline, but there was like a, a crazy sizzle reel for all the upcoming DC movies. Heroes are that was pretty cool. It was. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was yeah. Fun. Yeah. Going around a couple of days ago. It looked all right. Um, yeah. So they're doing a, Oh wait. So he, okay. The prolific banner who's, Oh, that's just the, the distributor, whatever. Uh, Wonder twins are a pair of alien siblings named Zahn and Jaina. Uh, they were imprinted on a generation, blah, 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 blah. Um, wow, this really plot lines are being kept under, or, oh, I'm sorry, not being kept under wraps, being kept in the Hall of Justice. Oh, that's cute. Mm. That's real cute. No, that's the job. Um, <laughs> that's they're making a Wonder Twins movie. That's really all you got to know. They haven't cast anybody, they haven't, well, they've assigned the writer and director, but um, you know, it's going to HBO Max. So, see, that, that, that's that cool. Kinda, that kind of is a red flag for me. Well, HBO Max wouldn't I mean, this to, to me as a as the Super Friends sort of thing? Wouldn't this have been better as a regular as a, maybe even a CW thing? And by the people as a show, as the people no, who, because as the people who did Shazam and not Black Adam, it's a lighter no, piece because 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 it it because they're gonna want to have a sense of humor 
on this that they're not going to be also CW might be going away in a few, well, in a few couple of years. They, they, they got, they're like running at a deficit for the last like six I years, which is the crazy. I cannot thing. believe that Grant Gustin is doing another season of the flash. That dude needs to retire that character so bad. But anyway, I, I think that they want, I think you're going to start seeing a lot of these things just announced directly for these streaming services. Yeah. It's where the money is. They want eyes on the subscription services and it allows for a look at Peacemaker. That show rules. And it's because the James Gunn can do whatever he wants. And they probably cut the same deal here. It's like, listen, Stikeel, <laughs> you want to do a Wonder Twins thing? <laughs> we'll, we'll give you free reign on it. Here's your budget. Yeah. Sense of humor. And you don't have to worry about it. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Don't forget that the Blue Beetle movie, which was originally an, uh, an HBO Max exclusive, is now going to be playing in theaters as well. Well, they'll go so back and forth. there's always a chance. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you never know, like they could, they could decide to just do both because they believe in it or whatever, uh, or there's good buzz for it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see like some promo materials and hear casting about this and what direction they're going to take it. I'm not too familiar with the characters, but this is making me, I've been wanting to check them out for a while. And I think this will be the thing that, uh, that last last series was amazing. (laughs) It was so funny. Yeah. So this. The Wonder Comics one? Yeah. Yeah. For me, this only works if it has a Mark Russell twist to it, like sort of (laughs) Mark Russell sense of humor to it, which in hindsight, I kind of believe lends itself more to a series than a movie. But uh, with that said, I kind of, I I hope they don't try to make them serious heroes. No, you know agree. I mean? This has to be kind of cheek fun. This has to be. This has to like literally like lean into the because that's the thing with Mark Russell. Mark Russell will make something so unbelievably just bizarre. Mm-hmm. Teach life lessons. He he will make very clear point. He very much did that with Wonder Twins, with mm-hmm. Snagglepuss, with Flintstone. He can be goofy and he, deep at the same time. It's amazing. He's really good at that. Yeah. He's really, really good at that. And I just really hope that they take that approach, which kind of is hard to do in two hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To sort of really flush that out. So I'm 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 nervously excited for it. We'll see where it goes. It's two volumes of this business. Looking it on, reads uh, so quickly. It's so funny. Yeah. I think really I might pick it up right now. <laughs> Red flag. Doing it. Picking page. it up. <laughs> like the characters. I'll read it. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, right flag. stage left. Oh, I'll try to read it for next week. So good. It's so good. Awesome. Uh, okay. Moving right along. Uh, this is, I, I just threw this in here uh, a little while ago. This is a super quick one. Uh, Bloom County. Yes. The oh. series by Berkeley, uh, Berk- Berkeley Bree breath. Breath in. Yeah. He's an Iowa city what? guy. Okay, um, another name that I just can't wrap my head around. Uh, it's getting an animated series, and it's coming from uh, Bento Box Entertainment, who I believe are associated with Bob's Burgers. I would have to go and check that out. But uh, Miramax and Spyglass Media Group and Project X Entertainment and Fox uh, are going to be 
doing this. Um, so they're they're developing a series which centers on a collapsed lawyer, a lobotomized cat, mm-hmm. and a penguin in briefs and a fruit and fruit headwear living in the world's last boarding house in the world's most forgotten place deep in the dandelion wilds mm. of fly way, way over country. Got to see some Steve Dallas in this. I I Ooh. run by the Bloom County boarding house ev- almost every wow. day. It's right here in Iowa City because he the the creator of this followed a girlfriend from Texas to Iowa City and so when he started writing it in the 80s he made it around here Iowa City. So you got Opus the cat, Bill or Bill, Bill the cat, the cat Opus, Opus the, penguin. the penguin. You got Steve Dallas, the world's worst lawyer, <laughs> Cutter John, the Vietnam vet. Oh, I love Bloom yeah. County. I'm with you, John. Man, where were you when I was writing this article? Hold I have like all the hardback collections. I, I have I have signed stuff. He used Ooh. to come back here quite often and sign at the university. He's yeah, it, he's this is some this is like right up there with Doonesbury with yes, classic I was just gonna say newspaper. That. Yeah. Is it fly fly away way over is it county or country? It's fly over country and it's Bloom County. Okay. Where the animals and the people just kind of interact. Where the deer and the antelope yeah. play. You got Binkley and his, oh. his anxiety closet. Yes. And you got, yes. All right, John and Bob, who wins in a fight, Garfield or Bill? Bill. Bill. Not even close. He'll rip them to shreds. <laughs> All right. Actually, crazy. He'll, he'll hack up so many hairballs yes. that, that Garfield will choke to death. And then he'll go do all the drugs available and then <laughs> exactly. rock out with his band. Shove Garfield's face into a lasagna tray yeah, and yes. drown him exactly. in it. And then he'll go find who oh who's Garfield's little uh, oh what's the Odie? Like, no or the Nermal. little the little Nermal. Nermal. Nermal doesn't stand Garfield. A chance Garfield. I love Nermal. I love Nermal so much. Uh I love the animated Nermal from the Garfield and Friends uh TV show. The comic, comic character was okay, See, too. For me, yeah. Bloom County really followed – after Calvin and Hobbes left, Bloom mm-hmm. County was where to head to. Ooh. Yeah. They were all around – they were right at around the same, the same time, time. But Bloom I, I get what you're saying. Going, yeah. 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 And then it, then it just became Sunday Strips, and then it yeah. became Outland. Now it's back. You can go, you can go to a website, and he puts out periodic oh. new strips. Ooh. Yeah, Right on. All right. I'm looking at the clock here, and we've only got so much time, so we're gonna we're gonna go through these uh, these next couple of stories real quick. Uh, we might actually, yeah, we can maybe save part of this one for another time. Um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh my God. You got a half an hour because I got a lot to say about this. One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here they dropped a new trailer during the Super Bowl. Joey, go ahead. No, I think it's for someone who absolutely did not care for the first film much at all. Um, it's funny. I had some friends over and, and that trailer came on and we were all watching it. And we were like, man, that first movie stunk to high hell. People loved it. People loved that first Doctor Strange. I'm not going to take that away from you. I was not a fan of it. Uh, this trailer, though, I think has a lot of that same visual f- flair that I think was one of the saving graces of that first film. Um, builds on the trajectory that we've seen Dr. Strange and more importantly, um, Wanda go on over the last couple of things. I love how 
scary. Not scary. Scary is not the wrong word. So um, rainy. They're so saying rainy. it's going to be scary. It's, it's very rainy. It's ter- it's got those terror horror elements to it. The aesthetic has an edge to it that the first film just did not. Mm-hmm. And a lot of kind of quote unquote reveals per se. Theories running wild. Some stuff. Some stuff rumored. Some stuff is preposterous. To be to be honest. Um, well, let's my let's, favorite let's thing say is, was. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 you no, no. you do your, your thing first. Well, the big, the big, big thing among among a couple of other big things in this, um, like we did get uh, confirmation. We see uh, in the, one of the shards of glass in the poster, we see Captain shield. Carter's uh, shield in one of the pieces, which is cool. Um, there's some weird rumor going around that um, a couple of people informed me on Twitter. So thank you very much. If you're listening that uh, Tom Cruise was supposed to play Iron Man at one yes, point and people are speculating yes, he that he's in the superior Iron Man suit as possibly another like multiversal shard. Uh, and he may be, guests in this movie but i i don't so, know I, so i think that that is preposterous yeah, and there's like if you've, if you've actually clicked on the articles that like have the leaked photo of him in the iron man suit it is the most yeah, goofy it thing looks I've ever fake seen in my life. shit it looks but so bad with that said it would be very interesting It'd be very interesting if it is the superior spider-man thing who you mean iron man no Sorry, Superior Iron Man thing, who we know to be Doctor Doom. And this is just the backdoor way to announce that Tom Cruise is Dr. playing Doom. Victor Von Doom, <laughs> which would be such a power move to be like, we got Tom Cruise to play a character who's in a mask the entire time. <laughs> I, I think would be such a power move. But I, I think that's preposterous. And if it ends up not being preposterous, Cool, wonderful. Well, I don't we have care. Ultron bots. We've got stuff going on. I mean, so there's a ton of things going on. The other thing that's obviously been rumored as well, and this tra- everyone in the trailer like seems to imply to be true, is that is that Sir Patrick Stewart is coming to <laughs> is coming to the the film as well. Obviously, you know, minds will go to you know who he might be playing. I think it's Picard, but I, no, I, 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 I look. They already got Quicksilver to come on and be a character named Boner. So I am always going to take any kind of like of that kind of crossover. Like, oh, my God, he's coming back to do a thing with a grain of salt now, you know, and <laughs> Professor I, Boner. Yeah. And to be honest, I love that. I love that. I think it's so fun. Um, I think that I think Doctor Strange is going to be a huge movie. And for those of us, I think a lot of us here on the show who, who since Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, even Spider-Man, you know, who have kind of been asking, like, what's the point? Like, where are we going with all this stuff? What, like, what's going on with all these D- Disney Plus shows? Like, I'm not getting the, I'm not getting the thread. I'm not getting the phase four, phase five thread. I'm not getting the stones. I don't know what, I, it's, 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 it was easy when Thanos was just doing his thing, right? I think Dr. Strange is going to answer a lot of those questions. Yeah, oh yeah. And I, I think the yeah. trailer, I think the trailer does a great job of hyping that film, pulling in people like me who aren't, weren't fans of the first one to want to come see this one. Um, and I think also just like saying that, Hey, we got Sam Raimi to do it and it is going to be a scary time and a cool time and come check it out. That, and I think it was an incredible, incredible trailer. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, anybody else want to jump in here before we move on to yeah, another story? I, I think, just what Joey's saying here, we have 
not only the threads, we have an entire blanket of stuff going on here. We have multiple Wandas, multiple Stevens, multiple Mordos. Uh, who knows what's really going on? And if that Patrick Stewart voiceover and half of a bald head as part of the Illuminati, who could be in that group? Who else might this movie have? Could it be Tom Cruise? There are people, look, it's a two-minute TV spot and the trailer is slightly longer and they have different footage. You need to watch both of them because it's nuts. Tom Cruise is a possibility. People are saying anyone's a possibility. Any of the Spider-Man, any of the FF actors, as far back as Corman have been mentioned, there's some guy who claims to have a cast list and it's just stupid because it's everyone who's (laughs) ever played any of these characters ever. So it's Peter Hooten from the TV Doctor Strange movie from 1980. It's like, well, no, probably not. But so, you know what? Why not? Let's put John Wesley Ship in this film yeah. we're at it. So here's the crazy thing, right? First of all, they got Angelina Jolie to do a Marvel movie. <laughs> well, there you so, go. So anything's possible. <laughs> and Glenn Close. And, let's, and Glenn like, Close. Michael exactly. Douglas, sure. Yes. And, and, and second of all, you know, and they got Glenn Close to do like 10 minutes, yeah, you know? They yeah. got Michael Douglas to do two full movies, three full which is crazy to me, right? The second thing that we have to think about too is they shot a lot of this like in the middle of the pandemic. So if I was an actor sitting at home and they were like, hey, man, can you stand in front of his green screen and then, just yeah. like walk by and we could just pop you in? I'd be like, sure, why not? I could be in a Marvel movie. Why the hell not? I Look – I, I, it's going to go one of two ways. Either one, you just have like cameo after cameo after cameo, bit after bit after bit. It's a multiverse movie. It's cool. It's everything that made what if kind of a lot of fun. Which, which now becomes something people need to watch. Some people were yeah. asleep on what if. Well, you need to my, watch what if now. My friend was like, oh, I got to watch what if now. And I was like, no, you don't. You don't. Like the, the, I think that Marvel, just like the comics did when Stan and Jack was doing it. I think they do a really good job of being mm. like, if you watched it, you have a much richer experience. If you didn't, you're fine. Um, but um, what I was going to say was, I, I that's one way. The other way that this movie could go, which I would also kind of be down for, is if it's just like 10 Benedict Cumberbatches fighting each other, which I am also <laughs> totally in for. Either like you have a ton of cameos of all different people, or it's just Benedict Cumberbatch doing different versions of himself in every scene. <laughs> Uh, John or Aaron, do you guys want to jump in here? No, I'm good. I <laughs> I love it. He's like, no, I'm all right. No, I I had to th- stop and think of how I felt about the first movie. I don't think I hated it, but I don't know if it was on in my top five or even ten of the Marvel movies. I feel like I connect more to Stephen Strange when he walks in and out of a room, you know, in the in the films. So finding this sort of direction uh, here. I, I I guess I'm getting the feeling like this is really, this isn't going to be a Dr. Strange movie, but rather a gateway to like, like Joey said mm-hmm. earlier to what's next. So and I'll be honest with you. I don't say that upset. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, I, I did not at the end of the first movie, I did not care about, you know, Mordor and whatever, Becoming them. Mordor. <laughs> Mordor. There's Mordor, one Mordor. ring. Mor- Mordo. <laughs> becoming. That's what I said. I didn't say Mordor, but I didn't. I say, thought you said Mordor. That's what it sounded like no, on my no, end. No, it's all good. Um, I, I, I remember. I do remember distinctly thinking 
I never like those movies that do the slow burn for revealing the the future villain, especially when you are someone in the know who knows already that they are going to become the villain. And then you have to wait for that to happen. Then you have to wait for the next film. And then you have to go through that whole thing. And you're just like, all right, that's two films down um, that are going to basically be retelling things that I already know. So I'm happy that that's not going to be the case, but I don't know. I, I, uh, visually, I was really taken in by the by the trailer, so I'm excited to see what happens. And you know, there's nothing wrong with seeing some America in there. Yeah. Oh, speaking America of that, us, yeah, so that good. that shot of her throwing that punch was pretty sweet. Uh, speaking of being taken by trailers, why don't you uh, talk to me for a second about Jordan Peele's Nope trailer? Well, I didn't watch it, so who's going to talk about it? Wow. You didn't watch it? Steve no. made some assumptions there, I tell you what. <laughs> I thought you put it in the chat. <laughs> no, I put Joey. it in the chat. Joe, oh, you Joe. did. Joey I put, put it in, in the, the chat, chat and I said, Jeremy's Eric's getting back call. on for <laughs> Yes. He put it in the chat that Whitley's going to call me now. <laughs> I do remember that joke. Okay. I love the trailer. I thought it was so, so incredible. I, I forgot. I, I started watching the trailer and I forgot what the movie was called. And about 30 seconds into the trailer, I was like, nope and then it flashed on the screen nope "Nope." and i was like oh yeah that's why this movie is called what it is because like any sane person who sees bright lights in the sky coming towards you and shooting whatever and monsters and blah 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 your answer should be nope nope and you turn around and you walk the other way and anytime it doesn't happen in a in a horror movie i uh, i i scream so I'm very excited to see a yet another Jordan Peele addition to his horror movie verse. Um, the man is single-handedly kind of doing what Universal did in the 40s and 50s and uh, with, with his own kind of uh, a stable of characters and, and creation. So I'm very excited for it. And um, cast looks great. Cast looks great. Show looks great. Do you remember yeah. the fake trail that Edgar Wright did for Grindhouse? Don't. Mm. It's that sort of thing. When I when I saw that this was was the title of this, it, just what you're saying, Joey, that idea of get out of the house, run now, don't try to do anything. But Peel writes such smart characters, you expect someone to do the right thing here. Because, you know, having grown up in the 50s, and I think this movie does get into some of that alien invasion stuff from the 50s, not all the ETs are friendly phone home kind of characters. Mm-hmm. And you see that claw and that face. It's like, oh, this is some scary crap going on here. This is going to be great. Oh, yeah. Peel is so clearly like he's so he, he loves that era. Yes. You know, he hosted the Twilight. Exactly. Zone, the revival. Like that's what he's that's his bread and butter. You look at you look at. um, Oh, goodness. Get out and us. And it's like. Obviously, he's doing something very different with it and telling it from his 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 perspective and his point of view and and his 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 coming up. Um, but it owes it, it's drawing so much from that era of filmmaking um, and and suspense and horror and twists and you know you got eighty minutes of film and you, you you're going to tell a hell of a story and then that's what he does and I, I I respect him for it and I think his movies are incredible. I think visually this time around it has really opened up. You're doing that Southwest thing that Jack Arnold did Tarantula and it came from outer space in, in the fifties for Universal. Damn. We're talking about well that was that was actually Gordon Douglas for Warner Brothers. I'm a fifties guy, mm-hmm. but same idea. The the horrors 
of the unknown of the desert where you're just by yourself is pretty special. And he's got some of that going here. There are some, some crane shots coming down that roadway. Incredible stuff. Absolutely. Incredible. Yeah. His next piece will probably be a creature feature. I'm in. Think about it. I'm in. He's, he's heading he's in that like, direction, like, right? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah, it looks incredible. I'm I'm really, really excited Love about line, it. Uh, there's a line I'm going to steal from now on. Bad miracle? Is there a word for that? <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Love that. Uh, all right. Does anybody else have anything that they want to say about the Nope trailer? Nope. Nope. All right. Nope. We're going to save this comicsology story because it sounds like it's a mess and it's it feels like it's developing still. So maybe we'll wait for a few more details. I haven't noticed any changes okay. to my stuff, but me neither. I mean, I don't know if I'm maybe I not. Think it, I think it's the Kindle app and then the, the desktop. All right, well, I don't use either iPad. one of those. So I'm, I'm on my iPad Pro, and as soon as – it was so funny because I was looking at you guys in the chat talk about it. And as soon as I opened up the app, the first thing that pops up is the big header that says a new, a new version of the app is coming out soon, blah, 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 all these things. And I'm like, well, there it is. So I <laughs> had not – now I, I was literally going to say I had not seen any changes, and then bam, they were just staring me in the face. Yeah. maybe. Let me ask weird. you a question. You – because I've, I've – you know, we've shared accounts and stuff like that. Like are you using the Comixology app, or do you actually read the books off of the website? Because there are two ways to access your Comixology stuff. I've always used, used the app. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I use the app too. I haven't noticed – any changes, but maybe I just haven't. No, it's just if you go to the search thing, it says changes coming. A new version of the Comicology app will be coming soon. Turn on automatic updates. Blah 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 blah. Tap no, no, on. thank you. <laughs> I'm. I don't know. It sounds. It sounds like people are really unhappy with it, and that there was some of the beta testers, uh, their complaints and their observations and notes about the stuff went ignored. Uh, and it's just a, a hot garbage fire coming out, which really upsets me because I, I mean, it's my primary way of reading a lot of stuff. And I saw Ted Brandt earlier saying that he had to re-download his entire library. Now, I have over five thousand wow. individual titles. It's in the cloud. I don't. Yeah. Why don't are you downloading, downloading it? it? Yeah. This is why I didn't want to talk too much about it because I really have no idea what the hell anybody's talking about. And those yeah. bleeding cool articles did not help. They are. I, I cannot believe how much text there is right here. It's a very ugly looking article. Um, anyway, well, maybe more about this next week. Maybe not. We'll see. Believe me, if it ends up being a big deal and I'm upset about it, you'll hear about it. <laughs> um, but I think that we should wrap things up because we want to try to talk a little bit after this episode. I still have to edit all that stuff. The magic of recording on a Tuesday. Um, let's talk about what we're looking forward to next week. Uh, John, what are you picking up? Uh, Batman, the night Two, detective comics, 1053 justice league, 72 nightwing, 89 primordial number six, the final issue. Finally, uh, righteous thirst for vengeance. Number five, silver coin, nine amazing Spider-Man, 89 fantastic Four Forty, Thor 22, I guess venom. Number five, X Lives of Wolverine number three, X Men eight, and I think that's it. All right. Mm, okay. 
Uh, I'll ask you off air. Uh, Aaron, what do you got? I'm going to get Mjolnir, Whoops, Thor's ass number 22, <laughs> Justice League 72, <laughs> Wonder Woman 784, X-Men 8, FF40, Aquaman, The Becoming 6, and Nubia 5. Nice. Uh, Joey, what do you got? Y'all, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, <laughs> 8 of 8. <laughs> Made it. Made it to the end. Uh, Nightwing 89, crossing over with Superman. Um, X-Men number eight, Marvel Voices Legacy. Iron Fist number one. I'm in. Alyssa Wong, she's great. Um, so I'm Ooh. excited to see it. And uh, third volume of Crowded. Um, also, I talked about Greg Pak's, uh Princess Who Saved Her Friends uh, back when it was released back in May as a hardcover. The softcover uh, graphic mm-hmm. novel version is coming out this week. So check Ooh. it out. Awesome. Uh, Bob, what do you got? Uh, yeah, that Supergirl is finally over, so my, my <laughs> misery has ended. Uh, Wonder Woman is Nubia number five. A lot of Marvel stuff got pushed to the next week, so the only Marvel book I'm getting is FF40. Catwoman number 40 is also out this week. I enjoyed that first issue of the new run, so Ooh. I'm very interested in seeing what, uh, what's going on there. And you get, you're getting your DC books a week ahead of us. Yes, I am. Yeah, I don't have Catwoman on I my list. I have it next week. Yeah. You're lucky, Bob. I'm lucky. This <laughs> is like, Coast. yeah, <laughs> that's true. Man, <laughs> that cat, that Catwoman relaunch, that 39 was so good. Oh yeah. And out on physical media this week is Star Girl season two. Ah yes. Uh, you know what's also coming out this week is Crowded Volume Three. I said that. Yes, I heard that. Did yeah, Joey did. Oh, sorry, Joey. Um. Thoughts coming out. Uh, Aquaman from you I already picked up. Batman the Night, Detective, 1053. Nightwing, Supergirl, Fantastic Four. I'm going to try that Iron Fist. Uh, X-Men number eight, probably not. Not coming out? I have it. It is. It is. Okay. I have it as well. We'll see. Uh, Rain number two, that super depressing book that I talked about a little <laughs> while ago from Joe Hill. Uh, find out how that story continues. I'm very curious. Uh, and then Silver Coin and Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, was, which has just been awesome. Uh, really, really like that series a lot. And that's going to do it. Uh, does anybody have any closing statements before we get out of here? I actually do. I want to say how thrilled I was to be invited to be the first guest on the CaperCast podcast, hosted by our friend Stephanie Cook and Whitney Gardner from Long Distance and Fake Blood. And we had a lovely time discussing the 1963 heist classic Charade starring Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn. And that is now... I just started watching that. Ah, twist. Because you talked about it. Twist upon twist upon twist in that one. Well, I'll have to finish it and then I'll listen to the podcast. Yes, you should. Yeah, we, we... It's a movie it's impossible to talk about because of all the various stuff going on. But... Do you, do you know when that episode comes out? It's out today. Oh, look at that. All right. Well, I guess I got to go watch it right now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, go check that out. Uh, there will be a new episode of Thirsty on Tune going up later this week. I don't, or tomorrow, if you're listening to this on a Wednesday. I don't know that I know which one it is, but uh, it is not part two of the awards. Uh, you're going to have to wait for that. It won't be too long, though. Um, and I believe, I hope that my episode with them is just around the corner. They keep telling you uh, that. 
What? <laughs> they keep telling you that. They're like, yeah, it's coming, Steve. I know, right? I'm going to be on. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Keep clicking yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. No problem. No problem. Um, really looking forward to that coming out. Not only because I want to listen to it again, but it was just such a such a tremendous conversation about an amazing, amazing, amazing book. All right. Uh, we have reached the end of this week's edition of the Talking Comics Podcast. You can send us your comments or questions through our email, podcast.talkingcomicbooks.com. We are also on Twitter, at Talking Comics. And uh, Bob, where can our listeners find you? Still the old-fashioned email, Bob Ryer at talkingcomicbooks.com. Joey? At Joey Bergino. Aaron? At Aaron G. Amos. John? At John P. Burkle. All right. I am at dead underscore anchorus on Twitter. So for Happy Bob. President's Day? Sure. Uh, for Joey. Hi. Aaron. Depends on the president. Eisenhower. John. <laughs> of course. Ike for president. Ike for president. John, who's your, who's your favorite president? Oh, damn you, Steve. Um, Luthor. <laughs> Washington. Luthor. Luthor. Washington? Why not? It's all downhill from there. Yeah. Steve Rogers. John John likes his men with wooden teeth. That's how he rolls. He didn't have wooden teeth. Ivory. Washington? Ivory teeth. That was a myth. Oh, they were wooden? They were ivory? An, nor did he cut down a cherry tree. Nor did oh, he I don't believe that. They believe all it's out in Canada. I tell you what. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been corrupted. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Be excellent to each other. Continue to stay safe out there. And until next time on the Talking Comics Podcast, to be continued. Continued.